Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. You know, we've been talking about making room. You know, um, of course, Christmas is upon us, and I've been taking that text out of Luke where it said there was no room for Jesus in the end. And I thought about it, man. If there was no room for him in the beginning, are we making room for him in our life on the daily? And one of the things we talked about the last couple of weeks was the love of God makes room for Jesus, makes room for people. But tonight I want to talk to you about some of the characteristics of love. I think it's important. Look what 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says. 13, 13. King James is great for these scriptures, and it shows you. The Bible says that God is love, and look what it says here. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity is love. Okay? But what? These three, but the greatest of these is love. That's what he's saying. Charity is translated love. So God says, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of all is love. A couple of weeks back, I was telling you how important love is, getting the characteristics of love. Look what it says in 1 John 4 and 8. 1 John 4 and 8 is one of the greatest scriptures of the Bible. Because he explains to you that God is love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So when you say God is love, love is God, and the God kind of love is what we're looking for. Amen? Okay? The word love is agape. Okay? Agape um, is the full expression of love in the Greek word. Basically, it means goodwill towards people or the love of humanity. But in the Greek word, agape means the love of God. And the agape translation is the God kind of love. What is the agape kind of love? The agape kind of love is basically God's kind of love. Now, let me explain that. Okay? Faith works with love, right? You understand that faith and love work together. You know 1 Corinthians 13 talks about love at another level. But here is what you want to know. Love defined. The God kind of love defined is this. Okay? And you can find this. Let's look into 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And we could find it in the Amplified. Um, it says... It says charity, God's love. I think that's the, uh, it's not the classic version. So let me work on this with you, man. It's me. Uh, I think it's just the, the regular 1 Corinthians 4. For, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah, love endures long and is patient. We could use the plus. Love endures long, is, whatever you got. Love endures long and is patient and is kind. Love never fails. Right, we've learned about this, right? Does not behave itself haughtily or unseemingly, right? It is not conceited, verse 5. It is not arrogant or inflated with pride. Does not act upon 
love God's love in us does not insist on its own rights, its own ways. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy. It is not fretful. It takes no account of evil done to it, and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. God's love is great, okay? Okay, now listen. This is important. Not only does God's love endure forever, right? But it bears up under everything and all things. So that's why you understand that love endures long and is patient and kind. Listen, the bottom line is this, is this love is perfect. That's why it says love casteth out fear. When you're in love, you know God's got you. Love takes no account of a suffered wrong. Man, that's a big one, isn't it? That means it's not, it doesn't hold resentment. It's one of the characteristics of divine love. It never takes account of a suffered wrong. It pays no attention to it. Man, I'll tell you what, your flesh would like to do something way different than that, but you've trained your flesh not to be a holder of resentment or holding back forgiveness because divine love is a peacemaker. Man, peace between you and God and peace between you and people. And sometimes you've got to be a peacemaker when other people are not. You've got to learn how to become love-dominated. Basically meaning this, you have to allow the love of God to dominate your life because it's not going to dominate other people's lives, okay? Um, walking in love would solve a lot of people's problems. It would solve problems in the church. It would solve problems in marriages. It would solve a lot of problems in the earth. But since God's love is so powerful and enduring because it never fails, why don't more people make love of God their aim or their greatest quest in life is because this is the truth. People don't understand how valuable it is. Kenneth Hagin said this. He said, if you knew how costly it was to take one step out of the love of God, you would never do it. That's big. So I want you to pull that in. We learned that, this is where we kind of left off a little bit. Love is a fruit of the spirit. Remember we learned that? Out of all those attributes, it's one fruit, many displays. So we understand that. So the big thing with that is the abiding factor. You have to stay in love. Don't walk out of love. I like this right here. I want to talk to you about this. So what is walking in love? What is, wa what is walking in the spirit and what is walking in love? Let's look at Galatians 5.16. I want to point this out to you because this is big. Look what it says in Galatians 5, 16. It's powerful. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right? Walk in the spirit. So what is walking in the spirit? We make this stuff deep, but let's just make it simple. Paul talks about walking in the spirit. Okay, this was written to the church. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? It means to walk in love. Watch, I'll show you this, right? Okay, now watch this. Walking in the spirit is very simple because walking in the spirit is walking in the fruit of the spirit. And walking in the spirit is walking in love. Because what do we tell you the fruit of the spirit is? Love, and then all the fruits come out of love. Joy, peace, all those things. 
So the moment you and I become a person that wants to walk in the spirit, we start becoming people that walk in love. Once we walk in love, we're walking in the spirit. You see how simple this is? Spiritual stuff is not hard. That's why we got to walk in love. Love, love is a peacemaker. Some people say, man, there's strife all around here. Love, love eradicates strife. Remember I talked about this Sunday? Love is a distance eliminator. When there's distance in relationships, the person that walks in love closes the distance. Remember Peter? He was outside of fellowship. His love walk was kind of destroyed because of his sin. Jesus came and said, Peter, do you love me? He came and found him with love and eliminated the distance so that Peter and Jesus' life went right back together. Even though Peter had morally, let's just say, failed, right? But Jesus restored him with love. But what did love do? It eliminated the distance. Love eliminated the distance from the beginning because Jesus came and gave, the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that if we believe in him, we shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, check this out. It is the evidence of the new life in the believer. You find that in 1 John 3, 14. 1 John, and if you go to 1 John 3, you're going to see some stuff in here that I think is really cool. Look at this in verse 14. Because it really explains to you, we know that we have passed, we know that we have passed from death unto life because of the love of the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. So he says, how do you know you're born again? Because we love. Wow. How do we know we've passed from death to life? Because of love. We know we've passed through spiritual death, eternal life, into eternal life for the love that we have for the brethren. He isn't, now listen, it's spiritual death, okay? So what is he saying? You left spiritual death and now you're spiritually born again, obviously, because we're here. And now because the factor of what took place in our life, now we're people of love. We didn't have capacity to do this before. But in a new birth, our born again spirit now has the capacity not just to love God, but to love people. And that's what we got to do. The love of God in Romans chapter 5 is shed abroad in our heart. You remember that one? I'll show it to you. Because in Romans... Remember, Romans, Romans, Romans is a great book, man. You need to read Romans because you'll learn a lot about grace and mercy. Ro Romans says this, that in, uh, in Romans 5, you can go there, chapter 5, um, he explains it. And we'll read a little bit because it'll help. Romans 5 and 5. Now listen. You grow in this stuff. You learn. That's why you watch Wednesday night. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in your spirit by the Holy Ghost, which is given in us. See that? Look at verse 8. Verse 8, we'll skip on down. But God commanded his love towards us, and that we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Now watch, much, much more than being justified by his blood, we are saved through the wrath, through him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by life. Okay? And not only so, but we also join in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we've now received atonement. That's forgiveness. Okay? That's big. So slide on down to verse 17 for time's sake. You remember this part, right? For if by one man Adam's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness now reign in life by Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, Adam, judgment came upon all men into condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus, the free gift came unto all men through justification. I like that. For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners, but by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law, remember that law? Talked about the law, Galatians, the law. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more there abound. That as what? Sin hath reigned unto death, so even might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. That's where we're at because of love. I'm telling you, man, you get a revelation of love and you start walking in love. It'll do it. Now watch 2 Corinthians 5.14. 2 Corinthians 5.14. We're born again. We've passed through spiritual death to eternal life. And now the love of God is in us as a factor to do what? Constrain you. For the love of God constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. So love, love, love starts becoming the characteristic of the believer. So love is the reason why you don't sin. Not law. God's love can transform and change the hardest heart. Got that? Love will change you. I've seen so many stories of this, you know, like somebody just loving on somebody that didn't deserve it. What does the love of God on the inside of our hearts constrain us to do? It constrains us to do the right thing. To obey the law of love. Now see, everybody says, well, you got to obey God. No, nah, you got to love God. And if you love God, you obey him. Sometimes um, what happens is People get law and love messed up. Something on the inside of my spirit is constraining me to walk in love, and you need to listen to that. Does that make sense? So instead of, like, walking in the flesh and walk, just, being, just being ugly or, you know, avoiding people, the Holy Ghost will constrain you to step into love at a greater level. That's why you got to allow the love of God to constrain you. You know? God's love will constrain you. Here's the big thing. Kind of want to build this up a little bit so you can see it. Love 
isn't going to say ugly stuff. Love isn't going to do things outside of God's relationship. Love, if you could just look through the lens of love, you're not going to be doing some of these behavior patterns because they're not based on law. Your, your obedience in the inward man is because of love. <coughs> some people think keeping their flesh under is about keeping the law. Really keeping your flesh under is because you've learned to put God's love to work for you. Believers who are mature in Christ have allowed love to dominate them. Once you become love dominant, you're letting the love of God work through you. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not going to be ugly to you because love is dominating me. I'm not going to say something to you because love is dominating me. I'm not going to have some kind of characteristic towards you because love is dominating me. If you become love dominant, your behavior, your actions, your words are going to be filtered through this love. And it's going to help you understand that the greater one living on the inside of you is really guiding you. You've got to mature in love. So it's going to take time to spiritually grow and to put God's love ahead of everything else. Most of all, your opinion. You ever be like this? Check this out, right? You ever get mad at somebody? Like you mad. And then like God starts dealing with your heart about forgiveness. Mm. I've, you ever have people that are, that are wrong? You know what I mean? Like they're just acting like a complete jerk. And God's like, hey, you got to go make this right. And you're thinking, why do I got to go make this right? They're goofy. They're rude. They're acting un, un, unkind. Why do I got to make this right? All right? And this is what starts happening. And now you start arguing. You have this internal argument, you know, like, well, I didn't do it. I didn't start it. Love is the law and a new covenant. It's the only standard we got. So you could sit there and argue with God. Like, I never forget this, right? This was funny. I had these people, man, they are talking ugly. You know? And, um, man, I had the one guy, the one guy butt dialed me. You know what that is? Like they dial you and they don't know. And man, this joker went off on me. And he, um, he didn't know he called me. So now you know what's funny? Check this out. This is a really good story. I think I told this one before. I had a guy in the church, right? Early days of the church. Had no idea. All of a sudden I get this like text message. I'm, I'm in text message. I get this voicemail, right? This is funny. You're going to laugh. Excuse me while I'm. Keeping myself hydrated here. Uh, so I get this, I get this thing. I, I look down. I was like, oh, wow. And I hit this thing. Bro, this dude is going off. He cussing me out. He didn't know. I don't know what happened, man. He, he just, he was going on, man, and on. He must have went for like two minutes talking to his wife. She chimed in. Oh, this. Oh, that. All the stuff you guys are doing, but nobody wants to be told I'm doing it, right? Right? hammering me. So Pastor Liz is like, what are you going to do? I ain't going to do none. I raced it, went to church the next day, pretending nothing happened. Was it easy? Yeah. Why? Because God, God's love in me constrains me. You want to know what's funny about that? Check this out. Because of that, from now on, if somebody butt dials me, the minute I know it, I erase it. Like if somebody like, just like hit me, 
Like, you know, and I go, oh, and you hear, kind of like you know they didn't, like people be like, hey, PC, what's going on? Or hey, what's up? But I know it was like something they didn't want to get out. I just had it happen not too long ago, man. Somebody said something, it was not good. They literally called me back. It wasn't about me, but it was about something. They were in their environment, the husband and wife in the car, and they said something that was very bad. Very, very bad. It was very bad. And they just wanted to call up and clarify. And I said, dude, don't even worry about it. I heard like a split second of it and erased it. I don't even know what you said. You know what I mean? Because like now when I see that, I just throw it away because I don't want to put stuff in my head that I have to fight through. Why would I want to do that? I've gotten a text. I got a text message from somebody in a church years ago. They were totally silly. Really, they were really out of whack. And I started reading like the first half of it and it was demonic. Like I just felt it. And I read like the first and then it's like, hey, Pastor Chris, blah, blah, blah. I erased the whole thing. I don't even know what it said. It was like mega long, you know, like, you get a, I was like, and PL's like, why'd you do that? I said, I don't like the spirit behind it. It's my, te- it's my phone. I can do what I want to do. If I don't want to listen to people's stuff, I'm not going to put it in my head. Well, you know, sometimes people tell you stuff. Yeah, okay, well, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to listen to this nonsense. I'm going to believe, you know, I listen to truth, but, you know, somebody having a bad day or saying something, don't you realize all this stuff is coming against my love walk? you got to realize, man, the enemy knows that if he can get you out of love, he can get you out of God. I don't want to get out of God. God's love, let's just say this. The Old Testament had the Ten Commandments. That is ridiculous to think you have to keep the Ten Commandments. That is not now. God's Ten Commandments of the New Testament is love. You know, that's a bad way to say it, but it's a good way to see it. You know what I mean? Like, if there was a Ten Commandments for the New Testament, it's love. That's the standard of Christianity. I don't understand any way to do it. You want to see it? Look at Romans 13.8. I think this will help you. We're going to read all the way down there to 10. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. I don't know if it gets clearer than that. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it was what? Briefly comprehended in his saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. This, do I got to read anything else? Here in the Bible saying that if you love one another, you fulfilled the Old Testament. He's explaining it. Right? It's ordinances, it's statues, it's commandments. If you walk in love, you don't need any other commandment. Wow. That's good, right? You want to see more? Hebrews, go to Hebrews. Like Bible study, 8. Hebrews 8, 7. Okay? This is where he, this is, this is where he really gets it going. 
I can help you with this one. This one will make a lot of sense. A lot of sense. We're going to read all the way down. We're going to read into this thing and, 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 and help you see this, okay? It's a little bit of reading, but you'll be all right. We're going to go to 13. For if the first covenant was faultless and had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for a second. So he said, if the first covenant was great, why would we need another one? Because it wasn't. It wasn't going to do it. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Remember that? Well, what's this new covenant? Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers when I took them out by the hand and led them out of Egypt because they continue not in my covenant and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. What's this covenant? I will put my laws into their mind and my laws into their heart. Right? And write them in their hearts. And I will be them a God and they shall be my people. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart. Right? And they shall not and they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying what? Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he said, a new covenant he hath made the first old. Now... That which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. So he's saying, I got rid of the old one. I got a new one. And this new one isn't just going to be ordinances that are professed from the outside to see men transform. It's going to come in their heart and it's going to come in their mind. And they're going to know how to follow me. And that law is love. The scripture says that. He goes on to say, You get, right, it kind of just, it just kind of makes more sense as you read. Under the old covenant, we got a commandment, keep the law. Under the new covenant, we got a commandment, walk in love. That's the big one. If the law of love is written on your heart and you're walking in the light of God's love, you're not going to break any of the Ten Commandments. That's what he's saying. You see, the commandments of the Old Testament they were given to curb sin, but if you're walking in love, you're not going to break any of these commandments. Therefore, if you don't walk in love, you're going to step in trouble, man. Look at James 2 and 8. This is what we call the golden rule. Y'all know the golden rule? Look what it says. If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. You do well. But if you got to respect the person, you sin. And you transgress against the law. You say what? You ain't playing favorites. Got that? Woo. I like that. If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, 
Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, and you will do well. Look at verse 9. For whoever shall keep the whole law, and yet not offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Wow. Wow. What does that mean? Just walk in love. You will, not you will not be able to fulfill the law that God has asked you without walking in love. And that's the biggest thing. And people don't understand this stuff. They think, I got to keep these commandments. I got to be a good Christian. I got to think all this. Look at Romans 5 and 5 one more time. The love of God is where? He, Ezekiel said he took that old stony heart out and put a new heart in you. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by who? The Holy Ghost. It's in there. Don't say you can't walk in love. You got to be led by love. Love will lead you. Well, well, let me ask you a question. I'm leaving you with this. Where is the love of God? In your heart. Who put it there? The Holy Ghost. Look at Romans 5 and 5 one more time. Right? And hope making not a shame because the love of God is where? Shed abroad in your hearts by the, by the Holy Ghost, which is given on us. Know ye not your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Ghost is in your heart, and he's got God's love in there, and he's wanting to express to you and lead you and help you and walk with you and talk with you and lead you down this path, and you're over there resisting it. Do not resist the love of God. It will lead you to the road of victory. Don't get stubborn. I'm not doing it. Do it anyway. I'm not. Do it anyway. Don't be robbed or do not allow the devil to deceive you without walking in love. Walk in love. Don't come out of love. Stay in love. Don't do nothing. If it doesn't have love on it, don't go near it. It's like danger, you know? You ever like see those big old warning signs? You know, we should have warning signs flashing. The minute you think you're gonna get out of love, then you flash them signs like, get back in love. Keep your love walk. Protect your love walk. Don't walk out of love. Don't let nobody take you out of love. That's why I was thinking like, man, why'd I get that? Why'd I get that, you know, that, that message like that? Oh, just to get me to walk out of love. Remember I told you a long time ago, I said, why in the heaven I gotta hear my critics? You know, people be talking about you, speaking ugly about you. I'm like, why do I got to hear this stuff, God? He's like, how are you going to walk in love if you didn't hear it? How are you going to bless them that curse you? Do good, then they spitefully use you. How are you going to be this person you're supposed to be if you didn't have opposition to help you grow? Sometimes it ain't a bad idea to have an enemy. Just don't let the enemy get you to step out of love. I'm going to use my enemies as a tool. Woo, that sounds good, right? The enemy is a tool to get to my success. Do not allow the enemy to derail your destiny. Stay focused and walk in love. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person watching. I thank you that their love walk goes to a whole other level. I think you're moving supernaturally in their midst. I think you're changing and transforming their life. And I thank you from this moment forward, they're never going to be the same again because love is going to be the prominent focus of their life. And they're going to be led by love, walk by love, talk by love, hear by love, see by love. They got a love filter 
all over them from this day forward for the rest of their life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you guys. I love you. I'm going to see you Sunday. Catch these announcements. Talking about the upcoming services. We're going to be having one service on these weekends for the holidays. You got to stay informed. If not, you're going to come to church and we may not be here. We're going to be on here. We're going to have one service, but you got to know the times. Check it out. I love you. I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.